Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm really excited to have Mark Savant as my guest. And let me tell you a little bit about Mark. So he helps busy professionals build status and sales with podcasts. For many years, Mark woke up every Monday with dread. We can relate. For over 10 years, he ran an insurance agency. He was well-paid, but miserable. He decided to make a change. He became an after-hours entrepreneur. After four years of acting, failing, and learning, Mark was finally able to leave his day job. About a couple months ago, his mission is to help entrepreneurs like you do the same. He's passionate father, husband, and community leader. He believes the more you give, the more you receive. It's my real pleasure to introduce our title today of how to generate sales through podcasting. Please join me in welcoming Mark Savant. Who doesn't want to get more sales through podcasting? Everybody. You know, it's kind of funny. I was just kind of thinking today, Vicki, thanks for having me. I was just thinking earlier this week, I was like thinking about how I'm building out a funnel and I'm thinking, how am I getting all my sales? Every single person that has paid me a dollar in my business, every single person has found me through podcasts. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. And I don't see why more people aren't aren't into it. So I'm excited to talk about it today. It's, it's funny. Whenever I started this podcasting, I had been in my speaking business for only about four months or so. And one of my coaches was like, oh, you know, podcasting will be a waste of your time and energy. And and for me, I, all the people around me were struggling to get people to be at their summits or, you know, to be podcast guests or whatnot, uh, uh, to be able to grow their network. And I thought, this is so ideal for me. I have 30 minutes of a, a wonderful conversation with people that I get to know if I really want to collaborate with them, if I really have a synergy with them. And I t it's like the best thing. And, you know, so if you can tell me how I can make some more money on it. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's uh, uh, yeah, there's a long, there's a long tail to it, but uh, it pays off big time. Awesome. So we always start out with the easy question, which is where do you live? Where do you call home? I live in sunny South Florida, very close mm -hmm. to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, very nice. Yes. I have a cousin who lives in Jupiter. Yeah. Brilliant place to live. I got to say, like when the COVID lockdowns were happening and everybody couldn't go to the restaurant and they couldn't go to the playground, I felt like I won the lottery being in Florida because <laughs> we were we were starting to open things up and um, we have no state income tax for businesses. Uh, it's, just a, it's a nice place to live. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the weather ain't too bad. <laughs> the weather ain't too bad unless, unless you get, you know, unless you're getting hit with a hurricane, which does well, happen. Yes, that is very true. That you is know, the nice thing true. about hurricanes though, is, you know, they're coming, you can plan for them. You can shutter your home. You can prepare. Like when I see these terrible things, like what, what happened in Hawaii with the, the wildfire in Luana, yeah. I was like, how scary is that? There is no yeah. preparation. It's just mm -hmm. in your door. Um, mm -hmm. At least with hurricanes, which is the the big kind of natural disaster type thing we have ha down here, we can at least be prepared for it. We can evacuate. We can keep our yeah. families safe. Only those people that are too stubborn to do so, and then the then they have the bad results for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get into this, which everybody is interested. Tell us a little bit about your backstory of how you got into um, podcasting and decided to take that leap you know for me i just retired <laughs> they said oh i'm bored at retiring let's do something fun so what did you do we never retire right we never retire we just keep I creating i I, <laughs> husband, I get it vicky i get it yeah my husband thinks i'm totally not understanding the whole concept <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it's it's all about a journey of learning and i know for me when I graduated from college, I went right into insurance, which I didn't need a degree for. It just happened to be there. And I just found about five years in that I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't fun. I was waking up every Monday like, this is terrible. I don't want to go in here. Uh, I, I don't know if you can empathize with that, but that is a Absolutely. horrible place to be. <laughs> I started side hustling, trying all sorts of like different side businesses from Amazon FBA to vending machines to financial uh, advising, all sorts of different things. And I eventually realized, like, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. This is how I'm learning. The people that I'm listening to, I'm trying to connect with and and get more from. They're I'm build, they're building no like and trust with me. And I decided, why don't I start a podcast? So I started a show. Within a month, I had spoken to Super Bowl champions. I had spoken to local politicians, presidential candidates. I was speaking to celebrities. I was like, this is crazy. This is awesome. And uh, I was hooked, took me about five years, but I eventually got the After Hours Entrepreneur to be ranked num in the top 1% globally. Yes. We get thousands and thousands of downloads. Um, YouTube, I think we just passed, I mean, we're getting thousands of downloads on YouTube. We have some Instagram reels that are hitting 150,000 views on Instagram. Um, and it's all off the base of the podcast. And now, what I really try to do is focus on helping business owners get mm -hmm. their podcast launched and automated. So it doesn't take a lot of time, but you do get all those ancillary benefits from yeah, the show. For sure. So um, whenever you started out, I imagine you're just like most of us where it's just you doing everything. How quickly did you pivot to get a team or put in automation? So I started hiring people pretty quickly into the process. As soon, you know, it video editing, audio editing, clip creation, copywriting, that all takes a lot of time. And mm -hmm. if it, when I had first started, I already had a I already had a busy job, just like just about everybody has. We have jobs. And yeah. I I started hiring right off the bat. I can't tell you, Vicky, how many <laughs> how many team members I had to go through, how many people I had to hire, fire, and I, dozens and dozens. It was, it was, it was really difficult. And over time, just banging my head against the wall, I built out a strong, <laughs> solid core. 
And other people started reaching out and said, Hey, Mark, I see what you did for, for your show. Can you do that for my show? And it's kind of scaled out from there. And, you know, since then, now we start, I'm just obsessed with AI and with yeah, automation and the too. tools just keep getting better and better and better. And so I'm a huge Pied Piper, as it were, uh, not only to using those tools within my own business, but helping other people use those tools because it's just, it's unbelievable the efficiency that yes. you can get from these tools. Yeah. Zoom just came out with a thing today about uh, their AI companion and and all of the things that it can do for uh, the Zoom meeting. So. so it's amazing. I just, just a quick side note. I mm -hmm. use this tool. It's called Avoma.ai and it's, it's that. It's like a Zoom assistant. But mm -hmm. after the call is over, it gives you so much data. It gives you information as far as like, you know, let's say you're on a sales call, for example, it'll show you the moment, the exact moment visually where you got an objection. It'll show you who had the longest monologue. It'll show, mm -hmm. um, you know, when, who spoke the most during the call yeah. is, you know, is all my sales folks out there know the more time you spend listening, the more you sell. And so every once in a while, I'll get out of a sale, sales call and I'll be like, oh, I spoke 60% of the time. I screwed up and mm -hmm. I can use that as a way of improving. Then even on top of that, it takes away, it jots down all the key takeaways from the, the Zoom call. It'll even use AI to summarize it, it like an assistant. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, which is very similar to what I just was reading that the Zoom companion will do, AI companion will do. So uh, how do you or how do we develop offers to be able to sell, you know, because a lot of times, you know, I'm just doing the the interview, I love doing the interviews, and I'm not really thinking about the sales aspect of it, except for the building of relationships. So talk to us about how do we develop offers that will sell? I mean, I think this is a great question. I'm going to give kind of a standard answer to this, which is the better we know the problem that our audience has, our customer has, the more we're going to sell because we're, we're living in this day where like, it's really important to have systems, automations in place that are going to continue to nurture that relationship. Most people don't buy on the first call, right? Most people, sometimes they do. If you're getting caught sales on the first call, they're good for you. Keep crushing it. <laughs> but most people don't. Most people require a little bit of poking and prodding and nurturing that relationship phone calls, DMs, emails. They want to keep seeing you in their in their LinkedIn feed or their Instagram mm -hmm. feed. And as eventually like, okay, now's the right time. Um, but one of the things I've become very interested in is how can I automate systems on the back end using email softwares? Uh, you can use you know different CRMs to say, well, this person likes cats, for example, or this person lives in Florida. This person's into AI. Just trying mm -hmm. to develop ways of understanding what's interesting to that person. Okay. Um, understanding the pain points that they have as business owners, time is a big pain point. Yeah. Right. Um, and then speaking to those pain points in a, in a, in a nurturing way, automated through your email system, right? You're segmenting them. They say, Oh, I click this link. Cause this looks interesting. I get the lead magnet. Okay. Now I'm into a different email sequence and I can continue to nurture that way. Um, so again, the better we understand our audience, the more we're going to sell. And it also, the better you know your audience, the easier it is for people to help you. Mm. How many times have you gotten onto a call with someone and you say something like this? Well, hey, uh, Jim, 
I, how can I help you? Who's the perfect <laughs> customer for you? I'd love to refer you people. And the gym says, well, I do a lot of things for a lot of people. And, you know, I, I like working with this person, but these people are great too. And, and all of a sudden you're like, Jim, I can't just hand over my entire Rolodex. Yeah. You'd be specific. So when people ask Mark, who's a perfect customer for you? I say, they're a business owner. They don't have a lot of time. They need a hassle-free solution to have a digital media presence. They already have a marketing budget and they know that they need to apply it. They need, they know they need to show up for their audience all over the place at all times. And I say, boom, got you. I've got a great solution. If you can do a 30 minute zoom call once a week with an interesting person, I can accomplish that for you. You can be all over the place with this system. Um, yeah. And so the better I think we are at articulating who we want to speak to, the easier it is to speak to them. Yeah. And you have to, as we get, more in delve with the AI, that's opening a lot of opportunities too, because there are people that are just not tech savvy. <laughs> they just aren't. And so while it saves time for the person who is comfortable, um, the it scares the crap out of the other groups. Well, and so frankly, we I think AI them? should scare you because it's going to absorb a lot of jobs. And I know people say, oh, well, you AI is not going to take your job. A human using AI is going to take your job. And to, to, to that person, I say, what the hell is the difference? They're the same yeah. thing yeah. where, where there used to be a hundred jobs. Now there's only 10 because 10 mm -hmm. people using AI can do it. And what I found Vicky, when I was in searching for information on AI, typically it's either, you know, it, it's, it's, it's typically young video gamers, young, like really technical people that make it very difficult to absorb. Um, and so what I try to do when I talk about AI specifically on my YouTube channel is say, Hey, let's make it simple. Yeah. Let's make it applicable. Here's like a simple process you can use AI for in order to close more sales or to create blogs or to edit content. Like mm -hmm. how can we actually use AI to our advantage? And, um, I, I think it's really important that we're paying attention to AI so we can stay relevant. Yeah. I use it so much for editing. It just cuts hours out of my time. All right. So how can we stand out in this saturated market? You know, there are a lot of podcasters out there. So how do we get to that top 1%? So one answer is just create more content. If you're producing two episodes a week, you're going to get double the downloads, right? So that's a kind of a, a like a really simple thing. Just produce more content. Um, but I think for a lot of podcasters, it's easy to get people to listen to your show. It's hard to keep them coming back. So we want to try to avoid the attrition and the churn. So here's just like a quick, a quick, simple process that's really worked for me. My YouTube channel has seen huge growth over the last few months uh, because I've started executing on this strategy, which is scare people, basically. I don't know what to say, you know, scare people. People like to be scared. Um, and be and, and what I I don't mean like being like Michael Myers with a knife saying <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis I've come for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I mean is like you, you, we need to create an emotion out of people. People need to be emotional about things. And as human beings, we're very fear averse. We're risk averse. If something's scary, you want to stay away from it. And it, you know, is a survive. It's a survival technique. Scary mm -hmm. thing, stay away. Um, or scary thing, fight back. And I think that's a way of, of, of going at it. So here's, here's like a, a quick, a quick, simple process you can take to get people to be more engaged. Look at 
who are the top influencers in your space? Who are the top speakers in your space? What are the things that they're talking about that you just disagree with mm. that you think are just plain out wrong? People keep saying the same thing over and over because one influencer heard it from another influencer who heard it from another influencer. And you know that it's all just bull crap. <laughs> Start talking about that and be loud. Start calling people out on their BS. Start telling people that, you know, AI is not just a fad. AI is here. It will take your job. Mm. Here are the top 10 jobs that are going to be displaced. Oof. You're going to start to wrink, wrinkle some feathers. People are going to start mm -hmm. to get upset. Um, and, you know, I had this video that I just posted the other day on that topic. It was, a, it was a quick short. It was a short video. It was about 20 seconds long on YouTube. And I said, these are the top 10 jobs that are going to be obsolete with AI. People got really angry. Yeah. People got angry. And mm -hmm. what ended up happening is people started kind of like, debating in the comments one person say well warehouse jobs will never go away another person said amazon's already automating all these stores and another person Robotics. said well what about walmart and this other person said well it costs a lot and then all of a sudden this thing starts going viral it's reaching tens of thousands of people because you're, you're starting to cause some fear you're starting to cause some debate you're bringing something to the table that maybe hasn't been talked about that's the stuff that yeah. will keep people come back to your show yeah and we could have a whole whole show just on that topic right there. I used to work for UPS and uh, we can't find people to do a lot of those jobs that we can get robots to do. And just to kind of, I just want to flesh that out just a little bit more, because mm -hmm. if you see that people are really engaging, like creating these really like short type of clips is great because it gives you clues to what people are engaging with. Then you take those and then you turn those into longer form episodes. You say- nice. Yeah. People like this. People are engaging with this. I'm going to make more long form content. So you can kind of like test the water and mm. then go deeper after you know what works. So I, I just want to take a step back for that too. Um, you mentioned a couple of times now clips and I just started adding um, in my social media, a clip of my longer episode to tease or to entice the folks. Um, how effective have you found that being? Or is it not really helpful? <laughs> I haven't, well, I mean, I've just started, so I don't know the numbers yet. So here's the thing. Most people think I'm going to share clips from my podcast on social media, and that's going to promote my podcast. It's actually opposite. It's the other way around. The, your, your podcast is a promotional tool for your social media platform. Okay. Here's here's the deal. LinkedIn, Instagram, uh you know, they're, they have one thing in mind, one goal, keep people here. Oh, yeah. Keep people on the damn platform. We don't want you going mm -hmm. anywhere. We want you here. And, you know, when you're, when you're creating clips for social media, just understand that that social media platform does not want people to click the link to go listen to your show for an hour. What, right. so you want to try to create clips that are quick, they're punchy as short as possible. Mm -hmm. That will keep that will keep people engaged on your platform because what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to see you once they're going to watch the video and then they're going to show up again and over time you're as they start to see your face showing up over and over and over and over and over again in your in their feed well you're building no like and trust right there in the feed then they click on your bio they say oh Mark launches an automate podcast I'm interested let me hop on a call um, but you know I don't think using social media as a tool to get people to traffic to your podcast is very effective. I think using your podcast as a way to grow your social media influence and attention I, yeah. is a more accurate I way to go. I would to say that that's probably true. Um, so 
what are the top three ways to network more effectively? You know, I, um, we talked about how podcasting is a great networking tool, but what, what is your ideas towards those top three ways? Right. Well, if you have a podcast, pretty simply look at, look, I like to look at who are potential businesses or people that could lead me could be a connector. Who are the people that I might not necessarily have access to otherwise, but because I have this platform, I can Neil Patel is an example for me. Neil Patel is one of the biggest SEO marketers in the world. I was Mm -hmm. able to get him onto my show for 30 minutes to go one-on-one and ask him questions. Super powerful to, to, be able to have that kind of unprecedented access yeah. to someone like that. Um, I've had Pat Flynn, Sean Cannell, Jasmine Starr, like some really, really big mm-hmm. names that I wouldn't have access to unless I have that podcast. Okay. Um, so that, that's one example. Um, and then you can leverage those relationships to get other relationships, so on and so forth. Um, I, you know, and you, if for anyone out there is like, oh, maybe I don't have a podcast, here's another quick tool you can use. This is the quick AI hack. You can reach out to maybe CEOs or CMOs or CFOs, C-suite executives, let's say, because they're generally people with money and influence. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'll reach out to CEOs that I'm interested in. um, Say, hey, Mrs. Smith, could go ahead and fill out this form, a Google form. I'd love to feature you on my blog. I love what you do, and I'd love to feature you on my blog. Go ahead and fill out this quick form. Uh, You can use Zapier that will send that over to ChatGPT. ChatGPT will automatically write out the blog for you, and it'll upload it to your Google Drive. You just copy and paste that, maybe add in a little bit of jazz. Mm -hmm. Then you post it up to your WordPress website. Then you reach back out to the person and say, Miss Smith, look at this. You, this blog all is awesome. People. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm sending traffic back to you. All of it, about 90% of this is all automated using AI, mm-hmm. maybe an, a virtual assistant. And now you've connected with a CEO that you wouldn't have had in your Rolodex before. Right. And then you could ask for that interview too at that point. Yep. Then you ask for the interview or you ask, hey, can I help your company here? Yeah. It just opens up doors. Yeah, for sure. Great idea. All right. So, we said in the beginning, we were going to talk about this. How can we generate income with the podcast? There are a lot of ways. I think most people, when they think about generating income, it's through running ads, right? Mm-hmm. I'll I'll run Manscaped ads or uh, Athletic Green ads, just like Joe Rogan. He makes millions of dollars. Eh, you can, but it's, it's, it's very difficult to make any sort of legitimate income from that. I think Starting a podcast, and again, I work with business owners primarily because I know they're the people that need this the most. They need to mm-hmm. show up. They need to build know, like, and trust with their with their potential customer. Um, and they that's that's the way to make the most money day one is how can I get on the phone with people that are a good client? Yeah. How can I get on the phone with someone who can refer me clients? How can I get on the phone and get time with someone that I can do business with? If you have a product or service to offer on the back end, the podcast is a really good uh, way of getting past gatekeepers and opening those doors. Um, another way that you can make money off podcasts that most people don't talk about. In fact, there's a lot of podcasters who will say this is heresy to even speak this type of sacrilege, but you can charge guests to come on your show. Yeah, I know a few that um do that. Yeah, It's, you know, honestly, I think it's a great way of generating income um, for, for a few reasons. A, you're bringing massive value as a podcast host. You're introducing people to your audience, to your platform. You're you're already spending a lot of time and money to do all the production. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, that that's a way of going about it. I charge the majority of my guests to come on. Some I don't because they already have a mass. They bring influence to the table. Yeah. You know, so you can kind of work that out. It could be as much as as little as fifty dollars. I just got hit up by someone who wanted to charge five thousand dollars for me to be guest for me to guest on their show. So, and you can kind of draw the line at what you're willing to or not willing to pay. But um, uh, generating, very, in- I was just going to say it's very similar to me doing a speaking gig, where you know I have to pay to speak on their stage. Exactly, exactly, because you're getting the audience. You have something to sell on on the back end. And you know, one of the big things that people say, well, I could never charge a guest because they're just going to come on and they're just going to pitch. They're just going to pitch, pitch, pitch. They're just going to try to sell. That has not been my experience. Quite frankly, anybody that comes on your podcast is probably has something to sell. Mm-hmm. They, they, Everybody does. Right. Um, and, but B the people that are willing to pay to be on your show, they, they respect and understand the medium. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to show up on a potato. They're going to come with the heat. They're going to come, you know, they've probably already been on shows before, so they understand the value from it. I just found it is a good filtering process. Because my show is so popular, I get dozens and dozens and dozens of requests. So by putting a paywall up, it allows me to filter out people that are just kind of like testing the waters. Maybe they're they don't have the right recording equipment. You can filter it out so that you're getting, frankly, I found that the people that are willing to pay are the the best of the best of the guests that I have on. Yeah. So what suggestions would you have to share on um, how to outsource the busy work? You talked about having a VA and we talked about team members, that busy work that, you know, is really not income generating for you. Right. Well, this may sound obvious uh, or self-serving, but hiring someone that that already has all the systems in place is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it depends on the type of busy work. Like you said, if it's just, hey, I just need a small task. Done. I just need someone to post to social media once a week or twice a week. Sure. You can hire a, a virtual assistant from overseas who could take that $5 an hour and really get a long way with it. Um, or you can pay them task based. That's a way to do about go about it. Um, you know, but I think outsourcing is probably the best thing to do. You know, if you've considered launching a podcast, best idea, you definitely want to do it. It's opened up a lot of doors for me, as I've mentioned. Every mm-hmm. single client I have is from podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just such a great way of building know, like and trust. Um, and I think just just starting is a great idea. Um, but working with an agency that already has the video editors, the audio editors, the graphic designers, the social media managers, we already have all the processes in place is a good way to make sure that you're getting off on the right foot. Um, that, and again, that's the problem that I solved because I, I know, and you probably know that there's a large attrition in podcasting. Yeah. The vast majority of podcasts don't even make it to episode seven. Well, and also the, um, you know, when I started, I was doing, uh, I had a 40 hour a week contract plus my other businesses. I had no time to do all the things that I needed to do to put a good system in place. So I hired someone and um, three months I had a great podcast and, you know, now 270 episodes later. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that I found, I'll give you a quick story about AI about a year and a half ago. I had a virtual assistant who was doing, or a team member, we'll call him, that was doing a lot of the show notes for shows. 
he was writing up all the scriptures for shows. Well, he decided that he was going to move and he was going to go to a university and kind of move on to the next phase of his life. And so he, he left and I'm thinking to myself, Oh crap. Now I have to write <laughs> all these show notes. I've got all these clients. And like, after about half a week, I was like, this is, this is a problem. And so what I did is I started looking for solutions and I found that there's some really great AI copywriting products out there. So I started using an AI copywriting software. I was able to write 10 times faster. I'd go in, kind of clean up a little bit, but I was like, why the heck would I hire a person to do this when I can use this as a tool to make, uh, to, to really expedite my time yeah. over time, because I would have focused, I focus on more of the bigger picture type of stuff. Um, what I've done is I've hired people to use those tools mm. and um, empower and just empower others to use those tools. But AI is phenomenal for generative. Yeah. Well, uh, and the good thing is, so it, it, you know, a lot of what I write is my content. I put it out there and have the AI clean it up, make it more engaging or whatnot. But after you've done a year of all AI understanding how you speak and your tone and everything, it's easier than to push it off to someone else and say, okay, here's what I want to write. And then it's still in your voice kind of because the AI is understanding you. So that's what makes, I think it's so impressive to work with. Absolutely. And just auditing, I think as business owners, it's important that we audit our time and how much time we want to spend on, yeah. on these tasks, right? Because to your point, when you're quote unquote retired, but still working <laughs> and creating every day, which I can tell you are, you might say, you know what? i I enjoy this process. I want to be ingrained in this process. I'm still going to do it. That's amazing. AI is great there. Um, for me, when I'm leading a mastermind group of dozens and dozens of entrepreneurs, we're feeding each other. Um, I have a top 1% podcast. I'm going to conferences. I'm emceeing. I'm speaking. I've got my podcast agency that's yeah. growing. It, it gets to a point where I need to say, hey, where is my time best spent? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because that is the greatest resource that we have, Yeah. you know? Yeah. People buy you. And so I want to be that first face they see and talk with. Right. So yeah, definitely. Right. All Setting right. an expectation up front. I actually struggle with that. I don't know if other people struggle with that too, mm -hmm. but you know, as a quote unquote influencer, a lot of people uh, want to work with me personally, but as yeah. my businesses grow, that becomes more and more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, because I still want to help people within, like, I want to help people get their businesses started, but people that are just getting their businesses started don't have the money to compete with the people that want to work with me that have more money. So I'm, I'm always looking for ways to, to scale that yeah. up, which by the way, this might blow your mind. I've been talking to a lot of quote unquote AI influencer companies that are creating these AI chatbots that can replicate you, that can replicate your voice, that can replicate the way that you speak, just kind of, kind of like you're talking about, Vic, Vicky, mm -hmm. via text. And so looking at what they're doing with um, scaling out frequently asked questions and, yeah. and ways of scaling is is really interesting. It's kind of crazy too, but um, yeah, anyway, I'm looking at different ways to scale out that personalization using AI because AI can create some really cus interesting, customizable experiences. Yeah. And that's why it's so exciting to me. I just, <laughs> you know, I just, if I wasn't doing something, I would definitely get into um, some business that I could be able to take this travel, this journey um, that I think the new frontier that we've got coming. All right. It is time now for us to do rapid fire. So why? 
is it important that we implement good habits in our businesses? You know, we are an entrepreneur, you know, we, we get, we got rid of our bosses. Why is it important though, that we implement good habits? Because nobody's telling you what to do. <laughs> like, you, you, you know, if it's one thing when you show up late and your boss is like, you're late again, you're going to get fired. <laughs> you know, you have the pain of the stick that, you know, you have to get things done. But when you're an entrepreneur and you wake up in the morning, like, what do I do? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. having good processes in place, by the way, James Clear's uh, Atomic Habits is a must read for every entrepreneur. Atomic Habits. It's a must read. Um you know, but I know for me, I had this bad habit when I was not, when I was kind of getting new in my journey, I had a TV in the room and I have sports center on in spoiler <laughs> alert distraction. So I got rid of the TV TV's gone. I made it harder for myself to do that. I, mm. I, I have a, there's some video games that I like to play that were installed on my computer. That's, I said, this is a distraction. I deleted it from my, my computer. Now I can always go and re-download it, but to James Clear's point, I've made it more difficult mm-hmm. to implement that. It's the same thing. Like I don't have you. You want to lose weight? Don't have ice cream in the house. You can still go get ice cream, but you're creating barriers. You're making it more difficult to um, take part in bad habits. Yeah, and it's a good point that you make about the environment that you work in. For me, I could easily eat it at my second desk here, but I've purposely go to another area of my house to eat. I purposely go for walks just so that I know that this is where I'm supposed to be focused and this is where the work gets done and uh, and understand that there's times where my brain needs to be able to be refreshed and to be able to definitely um, have that creativity by walking away from what I'm doing in this job atmosphere or environment. Well said, 100%. All right. One other thing, and I think we've covered this really throughout, but why is entrepreneurship all about taking action? It's almost like a no-brainer, but answer that question. Probably the most difficult part about entrepreneurship is getting comfortable with discomfort. To, to quote Tim Ferriss from the four hour work week, it's, it's, it, you just have to be willing to take risk. I was watching yeah. survivor with my wife last night and <laughs> she fell asleep by the way. Like she always falls asleep in the middle of the show, but uh, that's kind of our show that we watch together. So we're watching survivor and it comes to this point where the, the contestants are, they have a chance to take a risk. You can either play it safe or you can take a risk and get an advantage. If you don't get the advantage, you lose your vote. And I'm like, Every single entrepreneur is going to take that risk. You didn't fly. You didn't get the opportunity of a lifetime to play it safe. Really? Being an entrepreneur is the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. It, it really is. I, like I, like I said earlier, when we first started, I used to hate Mondays. It was safe. I was going to get a paycheck. I had the health insurance. I had the 401k. I was safe, but it sucked. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. It was so I I you know I it makes it it actually like makes the back of the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> it was every Monday was crap. I hate it. Now every day is exciting. Every day is fun. Monday through Sunday, there is not a bad day. Every day is awesome. And you know, in order to get that, you you're gonna need to take the risks. You need to surround yourself with the right people. Um, 
but you know, like you only get one chance at life. Do you really yeah. want to look back and say, I wish I would have tried that thing? Yeah. Take, take yeah. the risk, try something. Yeah. And frankly, I would say that the greatest risk is being comfortable right now because I mean, the world economic forum, I mean, they're estimating 80 million jobs displaced by AI in the next few years. Walmart going to be automating 63% of their stores by 2026, by the end of 2025. That's, that's, that's less than two, two years. years. Yeah. It's two years. Yeah. They're going to automate 63% of our store. Do you know what the number one employer of humans is in the United States? It's retail. Yeah. Walmart is, I, I want to say the largest employer of retail. They're going to automate 63% of the stores. What, what does that say for, for you, for your job, for your industry? Now is not the time to be comfortable. Yeah. You got to be just sure. got to be uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I can tell you that if you're not experimenting with new tech, if you're not playing with AI, if you're not in a, in a, within a group of people that's experimenting, it's a, that, that is the riskiest place to be is, is yeah. in a place of comfort. And, and I think, you know, one of the things I talk about whenever I talk about leadership all the time is the fact that it just take chance, just take the chance. If you screw up, that's fine. I mean, it's new to you. You're going to be expected to not be able to be perfect at it. So unless it puts me in jail or um, in the hospital, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. Warren a Buffett is the, the wealthiest man on the, in the world. At least he was, I don't know. I don't, I can't keep track of it, but he said he can equate it to three key moments out of all the investments. He had three winners and that's where he got his wealth from. Yeah. Just have to find that one. Yeah. And, and you can't get too caught up in the, you know, sometimes you, you win and sometimes you learn. It's not about, yeah. about yeah. failing. Yeah. My daughter, the other day, she got a bad grade on a test. She's seven. A beautiful little girl. She's a little entrepreneur at heart too. She likes to sell bracelets yeah. at the soccer field, but she got a bad grade on a test and she made this comment. I'm so stupid. And I said, mm -hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. Come with me. And we went to the mirror and we looked in the mirror and I said, mm -hmm. I want you to look at yourself in the eyes. I want you to say this. You are great. You are powerful. You are a bad mamma jamma. And then she started laughing. She's like, ah, that, that. and then I didn't stop. I looked at myself. I said it again. You are great. You are powerful. You are bad mamma jamma. And I said it to myself and I meant it. And then mm -hmm. she started saying it and she started meaning it. Nice. And then my four-year-old comes in he starts saying it. And I said, wow. you know, the, those negative feelings, those are coming from outside in If you know, it's, it's important that you're strong in here. And if I can yeah. instill one thing in my kids, it's that it's, yeah. you need the strength in here. And, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be preaching that till the day I die. That's why I teach the youth how to speak because they need their voice. Now it's, more than ever. That's, yeah. Yeah. And especially because they had two and a half years of being isolated. And so their interpersonal skills have just been taken a big hit. So. When I was Definitely at that insurance necessary. office, there were, you know, one of the parents had their eight-year-old son sitting at her desk on Zoom the entire day. Do you know how much that kid learned in front of that Zoom? <laughs> Jack. After five minutes, he was out. He was, you know, moving <laughs> all over the place. And honestly, I don't I don't want to go too deep in this, Vicky, but we have not even begun to to feel the ramifications oh, I know. of, I of that. I agree. Yeah. You're going to look at mass depression, uh, you know, on a scale that we've never seen before. It's a very, 
you know, I don't yeah. know. Is it is yeah. a is a father of two young children? I think about that a lot. And yeah. um yeah, that, I, I think a, I've got a four-year-old grandson too, and and most of his life he only knew it as COVID. So yeah. It's, it's so sad. It's so sad. Yeah. But you know, we're we're here to empower, we're here yeah. to support, and uh, you know, we want to surround ourselves with those kind of people. Yeah. And that's why I think podcasting is great because it allows you, even in your busy parts of your day, to put on some earbuds and be enriched and developed. And and I think that's what people just need to understand how important it is that all your life, it's lifelong learning. Yes. All your life. Yeah. It's not about the college degree. It's about that. You can, mm-hmm. if you have a smartphone, you can be an expert in anything. <laughs> it's right. amazing. That's right. All right. It's time now for me to share my screen. It's been so wonderful talking with Mark, but it is time for you to um, be able to capture the information. If you were just listening in, uh, you can get all this information on my website, thefindyourleadershipconfidence.com or my YouTube site to subscribe to either one of those. But if you are fortunate enough to be watching this, uh, you can grab the screenshot right now. For those listening, it is marksavantmedia.com. On Facebook, he's at capital M for Mark Savant Media, initial caps, again, Mark Savant Media. LinkedIn is Mark-Savant. Instagram, Mark Savant Media. TikTok marks at Mark Savant Media. YouTube, just search Mark Savant. And also Twitter is Mark Savant Media. I'm going to let Mark talk to you about a book he has as well as what you can find on the website in that social media areas. Mark? Uh, well, yes, you can find Mark Savant all over the web. Everywhere. There's two Mark Savants. And it's funny, when I first started podcasting, there's this other Mark Savant. He's a doctor in California. But because of my podcast, because the amount of work I put in and the amount of content I created, he doesn't rank anymore. He is very difficult to find. So if you type in Mark Savant, you will find me. Awesome. You will find me. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I just appreciate the opportunity to to be here today, Vicky. Um, I just want to help more people get the freedom, income, networking that come come from podcasting. So my focus is on helping people launch and automate their podcast, and and supporting fellow business owners through mastermind circles. I have just an amazing community that we help support young entrepreneurs get their businesses flowing and running. And you have over a thousand podcasts out there, right? Um, I think that's what I, I read that you had over a thousand. I've, I've produced thousands. Um, the, <laughs> my flagship show, the after hours entrepreneur is just about to approach 400 episodes. Perfect. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So we're just about to, to approach 400 episodes. So again, just for those that are listening, it is after hours entrepreneur is the podcast that you want to check out. And again, the link there can take you to that podcast. Well, Mark, I could probably talk to you all day um, on a number of different topics, but it's been so wonderful sharing today some time with you to be able to understand how we can generate sales from podcasting and, and just keep on nudging these people to understand that AI is not going away and you need to embrace it and, and uh, start using. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, there's pros and cons. I cover a lot of them on 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 my platform, but uh, the opportunities are, are tremendous. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. So everybody, as always, I remind you that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.